Hello, everybody, and welcome to On The Verge. This is episode seven of On The Verge podcast with Willie Davis and Tammy McQueen. How are you doing today, Tammy? I am doing well this morning. Thank you so much. I know we had to go back and check what episode number this is, so it's exciting. <laughs> almost double digits. Yes, almost double digits. Yeah, yeah. The, these last few episodes, um, you know, it's they've been pretty incredible and, and great conversations, not just in our podcast, but about the podcast and amongst um, our circle of friends and influencers and things like that. So once again, thank you everybody who is listening. Thank you even more if you're sharing and thank you times a hundred if you're continuing these conversations. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. Um, and it. And it really makes all of this um, worth it yeah. even more. Um, one of the top, the topics that we're going to talk about today, um, it, it's kind of along the same lines of what we've been talking about over the past, I feel, month or so, um, which is a good thing. We, we need mm -hmm. to keep these type of conversations going. But what we want to kind of do is slightly segue back into the workplace. Um, so today, what we want to talk about is diversity inclusion in the workplace. And I think right now, this is a perfect time to talk about it for many reasons. One, mm -hmm. because just talking about race and diversity as a whole, as we yeah. have been, and that's been the, the conversation of the country and of the nation mm -hmm. uh, very recently, obviously. Um, but as a lot of people begin to go back to work, whether it be in person, um, or still working remotely or anything like that. But as people start to engage back into their workplaces and workspaces and with their coworkers, um, I think this is something that employees and employers are going to have to recognize is very important. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting as people, you know, as I sit here and talk and I'm thinking as people are going back to work, they're going back to work completely different than they left work. And January, February, and March, um, not that it shouldn't have been important, but I don't think how people were represented in the workplace was something that many people thought about or yeah. wanted to put any effort behind figuring out or paying attention to. Right. Everything got shut down with the pandemic. And, and the conversations shifted very quickly. It was no longer something quickly. we had to address. Yeah. Absolutely. And between end of May through now, um, end of June, mm -hmm. it's something that no one can ignore. And now, uh, you know, since George Floyd's George Floyd, George Floyd's death, and um, and and other. Um, other deaths and other instances um, in recent weeks uh, with even protests, Black Lives Matter and, mm -hmm. and various things. Um, black and brown people and underrepresented groups yeah. are demanding um, some kind of representation and mm -hmm. recognition. And that will also pour into the workplace. And what we began to see after George Floyd's death were large and small, but corporations, businesses, companies taking a stance 
on racism. Um, we just celebrated Juneteenth last week. And all throughout that week, you were seeing a lot of companies saying that they were going to recognize Juneteenth yeah. as a holiday within holiday. their organization, whether it be the day off, a paid day off, um, or I, I saw Capital One Bank said they're closing their branches at 2 p.m. Um, I've seen other large companies like Amazon, you know, mm -hmm. send emails to their employees and, and try to um, let them know like, hey, try not to have any meetings that day, try to recognize and celebrate this day. Um, and all these different things that we're seeing, we're starting to see organizations do when it comes to diversity. Mm -hmm. So now that we are getting back to work, what do you believe are some things that, what do you think companies will need to do if they haven't gotten on board or if they're still in their planning stages and phases, how, how, do, you, how do you think this, this conversation yeah. needs to go within the boardroom, if you will? Firstly, I think the companies that are doing this with intention and true empathy for why they are celebrating that or closed at 2 p.m. or closed the office with a, a paid day off, whatever that is, that it's intentional that they did that. It's not just following suit with everyone else in the industry that did that. I think that is really important that they understand why they're doing it and what the purposes are. I'm sure there are, and I hate to say it, there are companies that wanted to climb on the bandwagon. I'm sure that is the case. I think the companies right now in having those conversations is that, why are we doing this? We beyond the stage of planning and then incorporating a DNI program into your organization. You can't plan and then do it. You are really planning and doing it at the same time and you're going to iterate on what you're doing. I don't think we can enter and have folks come back into the workplace and decide, well, we're not yet ready with our DNI program. Once we get there in Q4, we can introduce it. You introduce it now. You introduce the concept yes. now. And, and Absolutely. You introduce it into your language. If it's not in your core values, you add another bullet point to your core values and your pitch deck. If it's yes. not there already. And you start having these conversations, every all hands meeting you have, you bring it up, you bring up these different situations. These are easy ways. You don't need a full, um, you know, 23 page document to be able to say, this is our plan for diversity and inclusion. You start by having those conversations that you're all hands meetings, right? You know yes. that everyone's going to be there. So bring up what's happening, bring up the ring of, bring up, um, the protests, bring up Black Lives Matter, bring, make this part of the regular conversation with your employees. Leadership, mm -hmm. top down, bottom up. Be open, have those channels open, create different Slack channels where it is dedicated to that conversation. Feel free that you can drop in there. There are many, many tools and programs um, that you can use, even if you want to keep it anonymous, where you can say, hey, this is what there's a there's a tool that I've used for many years called 155, where you send it out once a week, it takes 15 minutes, five questions, and you can tailor those five questions to this exact discussion and this exact yeah. topic. And it can be anonymous. You can share 
hey, what are your recommendations for our organization? What are your recommendations for our team? How do you feel? Do you feel um, included? Do you feel there's inclusivity in, in our hiring and diversity in our hiring? And that's a great way to field those questions. It becomes part of the everyday conversation and, and it normalizes, right? It's not a taboo conversation. This, we're not talking about politics. We're not talking about religion. We're yes. talking about real life situation what's happening right now what's affecting absolutely everything that we do in our lives and if you cannot normalize that conversation just like what's in the, the snack room or what's for lunch what's for catered lunch that week then you have a problem so start there you don't need your massive strategy set up before you do this no and i would agree with that 100 percent. you know um i kind of i posted something yesterday um, on social media, which basically I was saying, you know, just start doing yeah, and start now and figure out the rest later, Absolutely. you know, um, and especially when you're a leader or you're running a large organization, you know, even if it's just 20 people, you have to, yeah, as long as you just start doing it and, 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 and having opening the floor for those conversations mm -hmm. because this could be a this, this could be a very perfect time for you as a leader instead of necessarily trying to lead give your employees the opportunity to teach mm -hmm. and you Absolutely. sit back and learn i have a, a couple of friends of mine uh, who work for various companies mm -hmm. uh, and a few of them actually they work for various companies and over the last couple of weeks they've had various Zoom calls within their, their team mm -hmm. and within the organization where they just left the floor open for people to have those conversations amongst themselves and, and talk about how they may be feeling, talk about their, you know, their perspective on things, talk about mm -hmm. um, what's going on and kind of getting some understanding. And even though those conversations might not have at that moment led to some kind of um, change within the organization as far as policy or, or whatever. The first step is mm -hmm. making people comfortable and making people understand that you are listening. And yeah. I said this on previous podcasts. Um, actually, I think I, I said this uh, when we were speaking in that interview the other day, where as a black person, no one's going to, a black person's not going to come to work and just say, I'm black and I want to talk about it. If they don't feel that anybody really wants to listen or is listening or wants to try to understand mm -hmm. what's going on in their, in their world. So you have to, you have to create that, um, that environment, environment to allow them to do that. And, and, and after you take that first step, everything else, as long as you're doing it, as you said, with intention, every step after that will start to become a little clearer. Well, let me It'll ask still make you sense. this. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry to, to oh, no, jump no, you're good. in you're there. Uh, let me <clears throat> ask you this then. What are some of the ways that that environment can be set? What, how, how do you think that people can go about that without being walking into an office and suddenly it's like, oh, you, you're the token black guy in the uh, office. Uh, let yes. me make sure you are accommodated. And we, we want it to be genuine and authentic 
and not feel like, oh, I get these privileges now because I check a box, right? Yes. Just as, mm -hmm. just as this, and we don't want this to be that conversation that becomes woman in tech, woman in business, woman in insert or adjective, whatever you may be. Um, and you sit on these panels and you have these virtual events and we just sit and talk around. We just talk yes. about it. That's all we do. Um, and, and I think that that's certainly something that, how do we change this in the workplace where you create that environment where you feel mm -hmm. that you can have these conversations that are genuine, authentic, and not to check the box? Yes. Um, actually, it's interesting. So last Friday, or was it Wednesday? No, not Friday. I was out of town. Last, I think last Wednesday, <clears throat> um, at my office, we had a, a, a roundtable discussion. First time we all kind of got together um, since the pandemic and everything. So since like March or February. Yeah. But I got there a little early and one of my leaders were, was there. And, you know, he, he approached and he, he was aware kind of of what was going on, but he doesn't really watch the news that closely to really understand like deeply what's going on. He just knows a black man died. And, you know, I think he kind of seen the video or whatever, but as he approached, you know, he was just, he's just like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Like what's happening. And him as a white man, he's like, I can't really understand or empathize. Like I can't, feel what you're feeling and I kind of don't know what to say. So I at least appreciated his honesty with that. But even if it was just the basic, you know, what he, what he given me and what he said, I appreciate it. But then that kind of opened the door for a, a discussion that we had, him and I had, where, you know, I think one of the things he told me, he has a neighbor across the street that's black. And he said before this, you know, he'll always say hi to him and this and that. And, you know, but I think, over the last few weeks, he's noticed a change in their um, communication, if you will, or whether he doesn't feel the neighbor would acknowledge him or anything. And he said, I might be trying, I might be trying to overcompensate and all this stuff. So I think part of it is getting in his head. <laughs> so I basically, I said to him, I said, you know, um, I said, you don't have to be uncomfortable. Like I said, you just, I said, just ask. You know, um, I said, don't don't start tripping over yourself or getting in your head about it. I mean, you were white before this and they were black before this. You didn't do anything to them. They didn't, you know, just just be. And I said, me, as you're someone that works with you and for you, um, you could just ask me anything. Just you don't have to be any different. Um, so I think part of it or even in those in that conversation, it's in a way kind of disarming them. Like you don't have to, you don't have to be on the edge with me because of other things that are happening. If, if nothing has happened between you and I per se, you know, if there's any, isn't anything that you have intentionally done to hurt me or whatever um, and vice versa. Um, mm -hmm. But also you have to, and going back to your question about, you know, what can people do? You have to make yourself uncomfortable enough to want to sit back and learn. You know, you, you mm -hmm. to, to want to open the floor. Now, at that meeting, I was the only black person there. Um, 
So if the conversation had opened up to that, obviously I would be taking the brunt of the questions. Um, but in that environment, I feel my job would be to just let people know really what is going on and what's happening. And I feel like in that environment, I have a lot of allies and a lot of people just over time, just various conversations we've had. I know a lot mm -hmm. of people kind of get it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's important that they understand this is a problem in our community that we are having and we're fighting constantly. And it's not over because you haven't heard about it in a year. Mm -hmm. um, or it's no longer trending on Twitter exactly. or Instagram or the, the feed is not full yes. of it anymore. It does not mean it's over. Exactly. Exactly. And as a, as a leader, as an employer, um, in creating that, um, that environment, you're going right. to, it's not going to, there's not a rule book to do it. You can't, right. my, my brokers can't do it the same way the guys at your office can do it the same way, you know, a fortune 500 company can do it or whatnot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that kind of goes to the original point we were making early on in this episode is you have to learn as you go. You just, you got to do it and learn it at the same time. Um, yeah. And you might make some mistakes, but I, but like I've always said, if you're coming from a good place, if you're, if you're coming with good intention, I can handle that. I'll, and a bigger know, mistake, right? And a bigger mistake is not starting. That is the bigger mistake. That's the big, that's the biggest mistake. Yeah. Because you don't, not starting or not doing anything because you don't know how to, or you don't even want to, even if you pulled aside a, f a select few of your employers or employees, yeah. you know, uh, black or brown people, you know, and asking them one-on-one, -on -one, even before you bring it to the mass of the group and just have that individual one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. conversation. Yeah. You know, one of the, and I was going to say, one of the things is, and even, and as we all are living separately or working remotely and everything, even if you have employees that, um, you know, are working remotely and just reaching out to them individually and mm -hmm. say, hey, hey, Willie, how are you doing right now? Mm -hmm. How is your heart right now? Um, I, you know, I, I, I can't begin to understand what you're going through, but if there is anything that I can do as an ally, let me know. Just something small like that yeah. will break down some walls that just naturally get built. Um, and I think that's a, that's a huge thing. It's a small thing to do, um, but it's something that a lot of people yeah. don't do. Sure. Um, I think in that same vein, what are your thoughts on um, encouraging organizations to start um, not a peer group, not an ally group, but some sort of, not a task force, but some sort of group that keeps, that spearheads, that, it, that ensures that this conversation is top of mind, that it's 
um, breathe through every possible aspect of the organization. It's someone from engineering, it's someone from the sales team, it's someone from leadership, and, and somehow they they ensure that it's distributed within their teams at a, at a not necessarily the top level, but within the second and third levels within the organization. Yes. So that that is not necessarily a direct part of the CEO, but it is yes. they, their values carry through with that. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, I think it has to actually happen at the very top level. Yeah. Um, and I think, for example, with Amazon, I think one of the reasons why in their organization is it's, it's, yeah. it's so effective is because Jeff Bezos, over these past few weeks, and even before that, when other things and internally, he's been very outspoken about it. And yeah, they, they might have, they have diversity groups and things like that, but you never, there's never a time that you don't know where Jeff stands on an issue as an org and where Jeff stands on an issue, which means where the organization stands on an issue. It can't be so many tears down um, where, because that per that same person who is spearheading it or can pushing that conversation through the organization needs to have a seat at the table. They need to be in that boardroom. They need to be able to push something through and get the support of important people. Mm -hmm. um, it can't be, it can't necessarily be a diversity inclusion manager because there's an SVP above them, there's a VP above them, there's a president above them, there's a COO above them, and there is a CEO above them. Like mm -hmm. you got so many people that you need to get through and all this, all that manager can manage are coordinators and, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and assistant no, I, managers I and whatnot, I, I you know, you. so it, it's it has, down. it, yeah, it really has to, it, and we, you and I have been in marketing in corporate America for so long. We, we always hear this term, oh, it's got to start at the top and top trickling down, blah, blah, blah. The, if there's ever been a thing in corporate America that needs to be at the top and top. trickle it's down, it has to be this. Yeah. And then it goes even deeper too, because it's not even about how you present it within the organization. You need to let the masses know. Um, and you don't have to be so audacious about it that it seems forced, but it, going into your, your marketing collateral needs to have a diverse group of people in it, whether it be interracial couples, whether it be, you know, some black people whatnot, but it can't always just be, you know, your stale pale male profile. It can't just be Doug and Karen on everything. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. You know, let's let's talk real for a minute. It, it can't always be that because a lot of people in the black community, black and brown community, even I'm sure you and growing up in South Africa, when you see things and growing up, yeah. You gravitate towards that you feel represent you. Mm -hmm. And so often as as black and brown people as they grow up, there's there were so few examples of things that looked like them, things that act yeah. like them, things that represented them. And that's why we had to go and make it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, um and, and make something cards. our own and, and everything. 
yeah. simple as greeting it's... cards. It is your profile of what a tech CEO looks like. It's your profile mm -hmm. of what a supermodel looks like. Yes, right? absolutely. It's, it's everything. It's not just in business. It's a full cultural spectrum mm -hmm. here. It really is. Yes. So, so I firmly believe it has to start at the top where someone yeah. at that, in that boardroom table or that decision-making table and trickling down and it has to get that conversation throughout the organization um mm -hmm. and then even further which is kind of a, just an an outlier of it but it will even help with recruiting if For people sure. will start to see that okay this organization not only they're doing great work and they're they rank this place as a you know, this position is the best places to work and they, and they do all of these things, but there's this diversity inclusion that they have. They have these subgroups that I can be a part of, that I can have a platform. I think even so, and I don't believe this is a part of it, but you know, those rankings that, um, you know, the top 100, top 500 best, best places to work, a lot of those yeah. have to do with, you know, um, the ability to, um, you know, move up in the organization, the pay, where it's located, all of these Absolutely. different things. Am I represented? Am yes. I seen? Yeah. Yes, but those rankings don't include necessarily diversity inclusion or how diverse this organization is. There's no reason you need to have 40,000 employees and 3% are black. Yeah, same with your, your board, same with the executive level, same with the founder level. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason for that, especially if your constituent base does not reflect yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. If if it if it can't, um, yeah, if it can't be represented that way, then what's the point? Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's you know one of my favorite sayings and um, little quotes for this is. Diversity is being invited to the party. Inclusion is mm -hmm. being asked to dance. And yeah. I think that's just such an easy, thoughtful way to think about this in that um, mm -hmm. it resonates with all of us. And yeah. it's time to have those conversations. It's not plan, prepare, get approval from your board, from whomever it is. You shouldn't have to ask your board for approval for this. This is not something you go to your investors to ask for approval. If that is the case, you, you have the wrong investors, you have the wrong board that's backing you, that you have to ask for approval yeah. to be able to recognize lives, right? It, yeah. it, and, and have an aspect of diversity and inclusion. And I think it's, it's, it's important that you start those conversations if you haven't had them yet. <clears throat> start today yeah. if you haven't yeah. sent a message out on slack or an email or in your newsletter you know what add mm -hmm. it into your newsletter so people know where your company stands add it as a tagline mm -hmm. add, it, add it as in your email signature you know there are yes. so many options that you can actually show where your company stands on this matter by a simple mm -hmm. line on an email your signature yes. um whatever that may be mm-hmm and actually, and kind of going back to that point I made, so there was um, there were some studies taken um, as far as diversity in tech. 
So a lot of your Silicon Valley companies. So mm-hmm. in 20, and it's showing the progress or lack thereof. Lack thereof. Um, over the five years between 2014 and 2019 and mm-hmm. some of the largest, um, you know, in some of the largest companies. So right. for example, um, Apple in 2014, their percentage of tech workers by race in 2014 at Apple, black 6% were black. And then in 2018, it was still 6%. At Facebook in 2014, um, black, I think was, it's so small, I can't even get the number. Um, yeah, I can't, even, I can't even click on it. Um, I think it was like 1%. And then in 2019, it was like 3% or something like that. Unreal. Um, but why are we surprised? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Google was even just a small two. Um, Microsoft, um, you know, was was so small as well. And like I said, I can't even. Okay, so Apple in 2014 and 2018, 6%. Facebook went from 1% to 2%. Google, same thing, 1% to 2%. Microsoft, 2% to 3%. And these are all the differences between 2014 and in some cases, 2018, 2019. And these are organizations that have tens of thousands of employees and all of these organizations- Tens of thousands of resources. Yes. And all of these organizations in those same time periods had at least 50%. Um, white people. In 2019, Facebook dropped from 53 to 40%. But, um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's a lot of those things. And then it kind of goes to the, to this point too. Um, a good friend of mine, I have to find that article and I want to find that article so I can try to share it, um, in this episode, but a good friend of mine too, he came across this article where it talks about, about, even just how how people feel they have to present themselves, even just with their name on their resume. And yeah. he changes his name on his resume from his legal name to, um, to I won't even I say a nickname, but, you know, but he, he changes yeah. from his full legal name to a shortened version of his name yeah. Yeah. so that people just won't automatically assume and think and write him off because of his name. name. He even uses he even uses the shortened version of his name in the workplace right now on his email signature. Wow. And and it's just things like that where people have to or feel that they have to do that and he works in tech and he he's one of the smartest people I know. He's got his master's degree. He's got the education. He's got the work ethic and the background and everything. Yeah. But you get written off just because your name sounds ethnic. Now, in South Africa, your last name is incredibly indicative of your ethnicity. It Mm -hmm. is, you can tell by looking at someone's last name, whether they are Afrikaans, English, or or African, whether they Tutu Koza, um, Zulu, whatever it may be, you yes. can tell immediately. 
Um, and that right there is immediate discrimination without even opening yes. anything. Um, the same, you know, there, there's been so many articles and I'd love to pull them so that we can share with this uh, with this episode as well, is that yes. how many different, um, there've been a lot of experiments, there've been, um, you know, parents thinking about how they're naming their children now from very gender neutral names even. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and in sharing that as well. So, um, yeah. I'd love to either do a poll or something to understand and hear directly from listeners and from people that we know how they've changed their name or how they've switched sort of their profile or whatever that looks like. I would yes. love to, to really share more into that. No, absolutely. And I think that's something and that we'd we... love to get away from that. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's something that we, uh, that we should do too, because even both of us, we know enough people that work in tech and in the industry and come from various backgrounds yeah. um, that even anonymously um, would want to share their story too. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, it's, it's, it's one of those things here now where organizations are going to realize quickly if, if, if they're not realizing it on their own already they're yeah. going to realize quickly that their employees are going to start demanding more it's not going to be just about the pay i mean mm -hmm. that's a that's a fight that's been happening for a long time whether yes, there be yes, equal yes. pay for women and equal pay even for black people you know yeah. where they make you know 70 to 75 cents on the dollar in some cases um but it's it's going to be it's going to be about that it's going to be how am i being represented mm -hmm. at at mm -hmm. work um how how can i go back to work and not necessarily feel safe from a pandemic but just feel safe in my own race and my own space and my own skin um mm -hmm. and not be um and in some cases be discriminated yeah. um, for that. And, and that's going to be something that these, they're not gonna be able to avoid these conversations. Yeah, for sure. And encourage it. And I, I would love to continue having these conversations. And even if it is yes. at the topics that we have, let's at least include a snippet mm -hmm. or another article that could be helpful for you to encourage and have these conversations or um, some resources. Maybe we can think about also putting some resources together that we can point listeners to and those that are encouraged to look and learn and listen yes. um, and understand um, and hopefully be part of that solution and sharing some of those resources and, and you know, update them regularly and put a link tree up on, on Instagram and we can certainly yes post some of those articles there yeah no absolutely absolutely and and if there's as if you're listening if there's some stories a personal story or something that you've come across yes. um, that you'd like to share with us uh please feel free you can you know comment on whatever you know on our instagram or whatever send us a dm individually collectively or whatever um text one of us um but yeah let's share those stories because one of the things about you know, this podcast, you know, on the verge, um, you know, Tammy, you and I are as authentic and as raw as we can be. But I also would love to share some other people's stories yes, and, and bring in, obviously, you know, some some additional context, too, because this isn't mm -hmm. this isn't just about you and I. And even no. though a lot of these topics that we talk about 
are derivative of conversations that you mm -hmm. and I have had. But what I want to reveal to people, I want people to understand is we're not the only ones having these conversations. Mm -hmm. um, we're just willing to have these conversations out loud. Right. And, and I, would, I want to try to encourage more people in our inner circles, at our table, in our sphere of influence um, and beyond to have these conversations, to talk about these things, to realize these conversations are not gonna go away. It's not gonna go away as the weather gets warmer or anything like that. <laughs> no, just because no, summer's so, here. Yeah, exactly, just because summer is here. Um, yeah. yeah, so, so, so that's, that's really what I wanna keep doing and that's, that's what I want. Um, yeah, that's what I wanna keep doing, that's what I want us to do. Um, yeah. But once again, thank you guys for, for listening. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you guys for understanding. Um, and thank you guys for, you know, everyone who's listening, for having that conversation, be willing to have us to sit at the yeah. table, to talk with us, talk with your friends, your families. Um, and in some cases, talk to yourself. Check yeah. yourself and do some yeah. self-reflection. Um, and I think this world will be, Again, to become an even better place. Let's hope so. Leave the world yeah. a better place than you found it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, that is that is on the verge for this week. Um, and like I said, if there's anything that you guys want to hear or talk about or whatever, um, send us a message, and we will we will try to incorporate that into future episodes. Hope you guys have a great morning, great day, great evening, whatever time of the day that you're listening to this. We'll talk to you Thank soon. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye, everyone.